There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Seven things you don't really need to know or probably should. I'm Kira Revan and this, this is the Sunday 7. On this week's edition of the award-winning Sunday 7, we hear good news about an allergy breakthrough, find out why Google is being sued again, learn about the car you can drive with just your eyes and AI, and hear a big noise from a small fish. But first, on this day in 1968, Dedenton Cooley performed the first successful US heart transplant on a patient called Everett Thomas. His heart had been damaged by rheumatic heart disease and he received a heart donation from a 15-year-old girl. The patient lived for 204 days after the transplant. There are estimated to be up to 100 deaths every year in the UK from food allergies and the complications arising from them. And about 6 to 8% of children have some form of allergy or intolerance for food types or the ingredients within them. Those with severe allergies need to carry EpiPens and it can be a stressful and anxious process, particularly for parents. So there was good news this week as the FDA in America has approved an existing asthma drug called Zolar as a treatment to help reduce allergic reactions in young children. The drug, also known as Omalizumab, has been issued since 2003 to treat severe asthma. As Dr. Roger Friedman, a clinical professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the Ohio State University College of Medicine, explains. Now it's finally approved for the use of patients one year and above. So it really goes down to very low ages. So we can use this. And the purpose of Zolair will be so that if your child or any child or any of us who are allergic, if we inadvertently eat the food we're allergic to, we are very unlikely to have a life-threatening severe reaction. Nadim Adnan Laparouz lost his daughter Natasha to an anaphylactic shock from an allergic reaction and he set up the Natasha Allergy Research Foundation in her honour. He spoke to GMB this week and says the stress and anxiety a parent feels when your child has an allergy never really goes away and he had an appeal to the makers of Zolar. I'd like to say that this is a drug that's existed for 20 years and been used for the treatment of asthma. Suddenly, and I say suddenly, we're hearing news as we are talking about today that this same drug without any change can be used for the treatment of food allergies. Mm. It's taken 20 years to get to that point, it's interesting. (laughs) And I think on behalf of the families, millions in this country, who would say, this is fascinating, can this help us? I would actually make a a somewhat impassioned appeal to the drug company here Mm. on behalf of those families. Mm -hmm. To the firm that makes the drug, you know, they've made the money for 20 years and they've had the payback on all of their R&D and everything you know, the cost. This is a chance for a pharmaceutical company perhaps to do truly the right thing by this country and the population of food allergic people and make this drug available at a fair and reasonable price. It's that time of the week when we check in with our Smart 7 tech guru, Will Guide, and this week we've got three very different stories to look at. First off, Will, we're leaving the cloud and heading back to actual physical media. That can't be right. I just got rid of my last CDs and DVDs. 
What's the story? For all but the nerds like me, we're at the end of physical media. Fewer places are stocking CDs, DVDs and Blu-rays because we've all got hooked on streaming. So imagine my surprise this week when a new format is announced by Chinese scientists. It's the same physical size as your discs, your CDs, your DVDs and your Blu-rays, but it has the ability to fit around 14,000 films on one of them. It seems strange and like we're going backwards. What's the reason to go back to physical media? It does feel like a backward step, but those behind this new format think there's a huge opportunity to use it in data centres. We often hear about the somewhat nebulous concept of storing things in the cloud, but as demand for space to store data grows, the world is going to need more storage. These new disks could hold an exabit of data, and that is a lot of data, and it could do that in a single room. Currently, you'd need a building the size of Wembley Stadium to do that. It hasn't been a good week for Google this week, has it? 2024 seems to be the year of the lawyers so far. Who is suing Google now? Imagine waking up on Wednesday morning, switching on your phone and discovering you've been hit with an almost £2 billion lawsuit from a group of media groups across mainland Europe who say they've suffered losses because Google is changing its practices in digital advertising. That's exactly what happened. And this comes at the same time as EU regulators are investigating the company's dominant position in online advertising. At the risk of sounding like Sir Alan Sugar, deals are always there to be done, especially in a world where the power of big tech is now continually being tested in huge legal claims. Recently, Google has started paying to display news links in Canada and Australia, with other countries looking at this as a way to support struggling media companies. But in this legal case, lawyers say that media companies would have got significantly higher revenues from advertising on their sites and would have paid less for the ad tech services, the stuff that makes it happen, and that more of this money would have been invested into strengthening media across Europe rather than working with Google. As you expect, Google have said that this lawsuit is speculative and opportunistic and that work continues constructively with publishers across Europe. And finally, it seems like we're not getting an Apple electric car. I was really hoping for an iCar to go with my iPhone and iPad. What went wrong? For the first time ever, I've actually made more money from an Apple product than Apple ever will, given that they're saying this is never going to be released and it's cost them billions of dollars. So they've decided to switch their focus from creating this electric vehicle into the world of generative AI, chat GPT, all of those kind of programs and services that we've been hearing about. Now, they never officially announced this electric car, but Bloomberg and other really big heavyweight media business titles have been talking about it this week. So they had over 2,000 people working on this self-driving car, apparently. But the reality is, a tech company as big as Apple always has tons of top-secret projects on the go at any time as it looks towards its future. It's going to keep developing not just the iPhone, it's going to want to create new products too. So it was suggested they spent billions on this before they decided to cancel it. And of course, some media outlets have now been suggesting this meant the concept of the electric car is finished. I don't believe that at all. But others have also attempted to become players in this game and they've exited before an official announcement too I mean who remembers Dyson even had a crack at trying to make the electric car too Still to come on the Sunday 7 there's more warnings on climate change from John Kerry and we catch up on the car you can drive with your eyes and AI
There was some good climate change news for the UK for a change this week as the government officially hit the target for its five-year carbon budget. However, the Climate Change Committee also issued a formal letter warning the government that this success should not lead to any loosening or reduction in targets for the next budget. The Climate Change Committee's chief exec is Chris Stark and he spoke to Radio 4's Today programme. Under the Climate Change Act, we have a series of targets called carbon budgets. So they're set every five years. And the idea of those carbon budgets is they take us on a journey towards the long-term goal, which is this net zero target that is often discussed on this programme. Now, when under the Act we outperform a budget, that is, we beat the target, there is a facility to take forward the surplus into the next target, effectively loosening it. Now, if we do that on this occasion, what we see is that in the third carbon budget we met the target. If that surplus were taken forth into the next carbon budget, we would actually be able to increase UK emissions over the next period and still meet the legal goals. So we're making the point that that is a very silly thing to do. So we want the government to stay focused on the path that it needs to follow to hit net zero. So we've sent a letter today to the government to make that point. This week also saw US Special Envoy on Climate Change John Kerry in the UK. He's stepping down from his position after three years, but he says there's still much more work to be done to make a difference on global warming and the threat it poses. We have to move faster. We have to move bigger. We're headed still towards about 2.5 degrees of warming on the planet. That's unacceptable. But when I came into this job three years ago, we were heading towards four degrees. 3.7 or 4 degrees. So we have advanced the ball. We just have to get more people to be more serious, to move faster, and treat it with greater sense of urgency. It's really important to move faster to transition away from fossil fuel. And to do that, you have to begin to set an example to the rest of the world that there are better alternatives. So don't develop new fields? Well, that's correct. According to the International Energy Agency, they have said we do not need new field exploration and development. What we need is to deploy more renewables and deploy more of the technologies that we have available to us now. You may have seen the Hyundai Super Bowl ad, which featured an all-star cast, including Captain America, Chris Evans, demonstrating a new self-parking model. But self-parking is only the beginning of what car manufacturers are attempting in China. There's a new model of car that you can drive using just your eyes and their AI. Chinese firm Honor has developed a prototype which lets you use your phone and simply by looking at the controls, you can move the car. YouTuber C. Scott Brown got to try it out. You can drive this car with your eyes. If that sounds crazy, it's not. You're looking at a phone and the phone is doing eye tracking movements. And as you stare at controls for the car, you can turn the car on, turn it off, or even move it forward or backward 10 meters. It's a way of showing some AI technology built into the Magic 6 Pro from Honor that is working on all this eye tracking technology. First thing you need to do is you need to calibrate the phone so that it knows where your eyes are and how your eye movement works. So you set that up, it only takes about a few seconds to do. And then once you're set up, you can look at each button and you stay looking at it for maybe two or three seconds and that's all it takes to activate it. As with any technology like this, the more times you use it, the better it gets. And that's thanks to the AI inside the phone. Because you can keep doing these types of movements and it can keep tracking all of your eye movements and then it can get better at making sure that the next time you look at the phone to control something, it's better than the last time. If you're concerned about privacy, the way Honor explained it to us, it sounds a lot like the way that you set up for your fingerprint sensor on your phone. In other words, the eye tracking data that it's getting is only staying on the device itself 
not going off in the cloud somewhere, so you don't have to worry about that kind of security breach. Also, it's only using the 3D sensor on the front of the phone to track your eye movements, not the camera. So it really can't get a full image of your eyes anyway, so you don't really have to worry about the security implications here. Before you start to panic about your toddler grabbing your phone and crashing your car from their crib, automotive engineer on the project professor James Brighton says this isn't intended to be something you see on the roads anytime soon. So we've developed a fun concept project around using eye tracking technology and AI within a mobile phone. And so we're using it in order to remote control that car you see behind me. And so the user will look at the phone and the phone will receive that eye gaze and then execute the command that's been requested on the car. This is clearly not really the future of driving, but it's more a fun concept to investigate some of the possibilities around eye tracking technology and how users can interface with the car. We're not suggesting that you would remote control a car while you are looking at a mobile device. Still to come on the Sunday 7, how mindfulness can impact menopause and the tiny fish that makes a big noise. Right after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome back. We've heard of RoboCop and we've all seen those slightly alarming Boston Dynamic robot dogs. But San Francisco's police department is now considering adding drones to their crime-fighting toolkit. San Francisco has been struggling with a wave of crime and homelessness. And Mayor London Breed says it's time to step up the role that technology plays in crime prevention. Well, I'm excited about drones because when you call 911, you want somebody right there. And drones give us the ability to get there faster than anything else so that we get eyes on the situation. So I get that people are concerned about privacy rights and other things and technology is all around us. San Francisco is the artificial intelligence capital of the world. I mean we have the top eight of the top 20 companies in the world right here in San Francisco. So it's coming whether we want it to or not. This plan will involve the use of drones along with cameras and potentially facial recognition technology and AI. There's currently a ban on using facial recognition technology because of privacy issues and the fact that the technology has a poor track record, particularly when it comes to ethnic minorities. Matt Geagle is a senior staff attorney at the American Civil Liberties Union of Northern California and says it's a cynical use of headlines to give more power to the police. They're exploiting the legitimate fears that the community has about public safety issues and they're using it to grab power and hand more unilateral authority to the police department. We think it's a really misguided approach. It's about politics and not public safety.
Public conversation about the health issues women face around menopause has only just started to become more commonplace and now a new study suggests that a more mindful and therapeutic approach may just be as important as medical intervention. A study from University College London says that cognitive behaviour therapy or CBI and mindfulness-based interventions have a role to play. Study author Professor Amy Spector says that hot flushes are a good example in that anxiety or social awkwardness about hot flushes can actually cause more symptoms so therapy and tackling negative thoughts can make a real difference. Dr Nigat Arif, NHS GP, says the range of treatments for the condition has broadened out significantly. In 2019, when the NICE guidance was updated, they had non-pharmacological treatments, so things like CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, they had acupuncture, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, anything else that any woman would like to try. So cold water swimming, exercise, strengthening exercise was in there, dietary advice was in there, complementary treatments, even herbal advice was in there. And then they said, actually, do you know what? The data always has shown that the first line treatment for menopausal symptoms is going to be hormone replacement therapy, giving back women the hormone estrogen and progesterone. What UCL have done now is just confirmed a lot of things that we already knew about the non-pharmacological treatments, such as meditation and cognitive behavioral therapy. They did a meta-analysis of 30 studies um, and put those studies together and showed Yeah, actually, women do feel better or a little bit better with their hot flushes, with their mood-related symptoms, if they're given meditation or mindfulness or the right and the appropriate cognitive behavioural therapy. Fish are not immediately creatures that we think of as being noisy, but scientists in Berlin have made a discovery that may startle you. A tiny fish known as the Danionella cerebum apparently makes a big noise. The fish are only the width of a fingernail, but they can generate sounds of up to 140 decibels. Scientists at Shariti University in Berlin were surprised and Verity Cook explains how the fish does it. Fish uh, make sounds using two main mechanisms either using the swim bladder, which is the sack of gas that used to control how high they are in the water column. And with these fish, there's a specialized muscle that sits just in front of the swim bladder. And inside the muscle, there's a rib and a piece of cartilage. And these different components interact and build up tension as the muscle contracts. And then when tension is released, this piece of cartilage strikes the um, swim bladder very rapidly, like hitting a drum. And then this happens at 60 hertz or 120 hertz. And then, yeah, the, the swim bladder vibrates and creates this really loud sound that you hear. So, yeah, we have lots of uh, fish in the lab and then, yeah, just walking past, you can hear them um, making these sounds. They're so loud. Um, but the way I investigated how they make the sounds is um, I put them in a tank with a um, very high-speed video camera. So we recorded the fish at, um, like, 8,000 frames per second. And because they're transparent, you can see inside their bodies and see what's moving while they're making sounds. So if you have a fish um, by itself, then it doesn't make any sounds, only when they're with other fish. So we're quite sure that it's a communication signal. Um, and then when you have males with other males in the tank, they make sounds, and males with females. So we assume that either um, the sounds are made for male-male aggressive encounters or, like, male-female courtship. So are you ready to hear what it sounds like? This has been the Sunday 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.